So for me to see our center, Jeff Christie, saying like, man, this young kid think we can score every play. No, Jeff Christie. I thought back in 1998 that we really could score every play. And a good Tuesday evening, everybody. Mike Wabshaw from the Vikings Entertainment Network with you right now. And you are listening to Skull Stories. Back for another season after a successful debut in 2016. Skull Stories is here to bring you inside the life and history of someone who's got a prominent place in Vikings lore. Someone who has a great story to tell. Last year's episodes featured some great guests, including John Randall. Carl Eller, Alan Page, longtime equipment manager Dennis Ryan, and one of our favorites, Matt Burke. We have an awesome list of Skull stories coming up for you this season, and we're going to start it off in style with the one and the only Randy Moss. He is indeed our guest tonight. Randy became the 22nd member of the Vikings Ring of Honor in a ceremony conducted at halftime of the Vikings season and home opener Week one against the New Orleans Saints at U.S. Bank Stadium. Randy, a fan favorite, one of the most revered figures in Vikings history. And we had a lot of fun with him, not only in week one with the induction of Randy into the Ring of Honor, but also in the summer when he came to Winter Park and was notified by Vikings ownership that he would indeed be going into the Ring of Honor in 2017. So we got a chance to walk around the building with Randy. He shared some stories. And our very own Eric Smith, team reporter right here with the Vikings Entertainment Network, sat down with Randy, had a conversation, and also did a long-form piece on Randy where he talked to 20 of Randy's former teammates, coaches, and members of the Minnesota Vikings, who could help tell Randy's story. So before we hear from Randy himself, we're going to bring in Eric right now because he spent a lot of time working on this long-form piece and talking to Randy. Welcome in, Eric. Tell us a little bit about the piece that you did on Randy and what it was like as someone who didn't grow up in Minnesota but knows how important Randy was to Minnesota. What was it like getting to know him? Good evening, Wabi. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for being here. Good. It's funny. Yeah, I did not grow up in Minnesota. It's funny that you mentioned that. But I did have a Randy Moss jersey growing up in Southern California. Kind yeah. of a, a funny story there. Yeah. Well, uh, so so you um, you understand um, the attraction that so many sports fans had with Randy, not just as a player, but maybe even as a personality. And I'm sure that was part of the genesis of your idea to do this long form piece on him. Yeah, yeah. So we we found out a couple of weeks before Randy was notified that he was going to go into the Ring of Honor, and I kind of kicked around some ideas of what would be a good way to kind of highlight his career, not only here in Minnesota, but just his his uh, entire professional career. And we thought maybe like a Moss twenty twenty type thing, kind of find twenty different perspectives on on him from, like you said, former teammates, coaches, people that knew him in, at Marshall when he was in college, um, and the idea kind of spawned from there. Um, Ended up talking to Super Bowl winning coaches, uh, Hall of Fame players, uh, his, his coach at Marshall, Bob Pruitt, his quarterback at Marshall, Chad Pennington. I, you know, you, you obviously mentioned Dennis Ryan, a guest last year on School Stories. Talked to him. Talked to Freddie Zamberletti. I think I talked to a, a wide range of people. You know, it, it wasn't just teammates from '98. It was a wide range of people who have different perspectives on Randy. Yep. People are going to hear from Randy. Um, himself right now on Skull Stories, but give us one story that you heard from somebody about Randy 
that you put into the long form piece that they're not going to hear about tonight? I think it had to be the one that uh, Bob Pruitt, which is uh, was his coach at Marshall, uh, told me on the phone, and that's that you know Randy obviously had a fantastic college career. I mean, he scored fifty five touchdowns in two seasons at Marshall. You know, they're obviously you know for for better or for worse, you know there were questions about Randy coming out of Marshall. And so uh, Coach Pruitt said that in the spring of 98, Marshall held their pro day. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, two, a bunch of teams came to that pro day because everyone wanted to see Randy. But he said at one point there were two coaches, two NFL coaches sitting in, in his office. And he, he didn't name the coaches. But he said the coaches, you know, were, were probing him, asking him about Randy. And they wanted to know, you know, just what kind of guy he was and his character and stuff like that. And uh, Coach Pruitt told me, he's like, I've never had a problem with Randy. And he recalled the story, and he told the coaches who were sitting on the couch right there, he's like, if you guys don't take him, it'll be the biggest mistake you make as a coach. He's like, I know people have questions about him. There's no reason to doubt him. If you guys don't take him, you're probably going to be out of a job pretty soon. And... And I, I don't know if they were, I don't know if they weren't, because he, you know, Coach Pruitt did not reveal the coaches. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just goes to show you. Yeah, he was prophetic. He was right. Randy put a lot of people out of work, including a lot of cornerbacks in the NFL, and that's why he went into the Vikings Ring of Honor. The day he was notified he was going into the Vikings Ring of Honor, he spent some time chatting with us. That's what you're going to hear right now. Here is the man, the myth, the legend, Randy Moss. But Randy, just first of all, congratulations on the announcement that you will go into the Vikings Ring of Honor. Thank you. It was kind of a surprise deal for you today. But now I guess that the day is almost over. What's kind of going through your mind right now? I think that, you know, throughout the course of my career, I never took time to stop and pay attention to the things that I've either accomplished or the things that I was doing at that present time. And I guess when you're stuck in the middle or stuck in that moment, you don't really have time to sit down and reflect. And then they, you know, surprised me with retiring me into the ring of honor, man. So it, it definitely, you know, took took my breath away. And, and just being able to hear all of the things and experience all the bad things that was ever said about me, uh, about people prejudging me without even knowing me, uh, people prejudging me before I was drafted, even as a Viking. Uh, people prejudging me as I got traded away to Oakland. People prejudging me for the way I left and was released my second stint here. Out of all of that stuff that was said, man, bad for me to be in the ring of honor, I did something good, man. So uh, there was there was painful nights where, you know, I was sitting in the house and just wondering why. You know, people were so cruel. Why would they say such things and not knowing a person? And, you know, now I could just look back and just look at my day and looking at the handshakes, looking at the love that I'm getting from the team, from Coach Zimmer, from the executives, uh, from the ownership and stuff like that. Hey, man, I did something right here. You know, I didn't stay here long. I wish I could have played here, retired, played here 14 years. Wish I could have retired here. But, you know, the business of the game of football uh, goes on. But, uh like I say, I think that's something's going to stick with me for a while, man. I did something right. You touched on numerous topics in your press conference earlier today about your time in Minnesota. Do you think that press conference kind of gives everything some finality, almost kind of like you've come full circle here in Minnesota? I think that a lot of people 
uh, really didn't understand me uh, coming out of Marshall. Uh, I don't know if they didn't understand me or didn't want to understand me, but at the, at the same time, I've been hurt by many. Uh, been stabbed in the back by so many, so it was hard for me to trust, trust, and it was hard for me to open up to anyone. And the only thing that really kept me sane and kept me going and pushing every day was coming to work, seeing my teammates and my coaches, going out there Sunday and playing uh, three and a half, four hours or however long uh, it took for us to be able to to win the game and uh, just a lot of stuff, man, that, that, that I look back at and I, I wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't change it, man. I mean, I had to take some lumps. Uh, some of the stuff I brought upon myself, some of the stuff was was unnecessary, but at the same time, man, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to grow and mature into the man that I am today if I wouldn't have been able to go through a lot of pain and a lot of heartache. So, man, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to to be in this ring of honor with uh, with some some NFL greats, some Minnesota Viking greats, uh, Freddie Zambaletti, Chris Carter, Dolman, uh, Kraus, uh, Tinglehoff, you know, and anybody else I'm leaving off, man. So definitely, like I said, man, I put my heart and soul into this game, man. And now to be able to see uh, my accomplishments to be rewarded, that's definitely a blessing, man. I'm humbled. You mentioned some of those names, and you saw some of them in the hallway next to your moth jersey after the surprise announcement today. What do those names of kind of the other members of the Ring of Honor mean to you? Man, what was crazy, so I'm looking, I'm in the hallway, and I'm looking – because I know a lot of stuff has changed. So I'm looking at, you know, like I said, Kraus, Zamberletti, Tinglehoff, Chris Carter, Doman, John Randall, Randall McDaniel. So I'm looking at these guys. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, man, <sighs> I might go up there one day. I don't know when, but it might go up there one day. So then I go into a meeting. So, you know, they told me that they were going to put me in the ring of honor. And I'm, I'm like, are you serious? So, you know, I'm excited. And like I said, man, hard work does pay off, man. I put a lot of, I mean, I, I don't think enough tears can really show. And I don't think enough bruises, uh, emotional bruises can show you how, how much that I sacrificed to put into this game to make sure that I came out every Sunday and entertained the fans. It was definitely, man, a blessing. And and, and I'm, I was stuck for words, man, to, to to explain how I felt, man, because no one knows really of what you, what you, what you, what you sacrifice, you know, but you. So that's why I say my hard work, all the sacrificing, all the late nights, man, hard work does pay off, man. So that's why I say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a blessed man. One of the topics that came up at your press conference was former Vikings head coach Dennis Green and you were very emotional when, when you were speaking about him. What part did he play in your career, and what kind of impact did he have on your life? Well, I think he played a big part in my career because uh, I think what really got me emotionally, um, you know, tied up was I wasn't expecting that question. And uh, no one has ever really asked me about Dennis Green since he passed away. And, you know, I'm here in Minnesota going into the um, Ring of Honor, um, he brought me here. Uh, all the teams passed on me. Uh, all the negative comments that they said about me, Coach Green took a chance. You know, he made a lot of people in this state happy. He laid. He made a lot of people in this state money. And I'm not even really, really here to talk about, you know, how much money was made. I think when you look at professional sports, 
definitely football, the sport that we play. One thing that I do get out in the public is a lot of thanks because we bring a lot of families together on Sunday. A lot of people won't say it. People go to church, people come home. When you rush home, it's football. We bring a lot of families together on Sunday. I never knew that while I was playing. But then when you go out in public, you go to these restaurants, you talk to these, these uh, older women, these older men of, of really not understanding what you've really done uh, for your whole career until you're able to retire and put things into perspective. And I think that's one of the things that I definitely, you know, hold high is, is the enjoyment that we brought others, man. And like I say, I must've did something right to be up in that Minnesota Vikings ring of honor, man. I'm, I'm, it's definitely a privilege, it's an honor. You are undoubtedly one of the most popular players in Vikings history. But what do you think that your legacy is here in Minnesota? I couldn't even tell you. I really don't know. Because I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't really... I, I, I played for the love of the game, and I played for the excitement. You know, I, I set my mind... When I came into the National Football League, I had two goals that I wanted to break. That was it. I wanted single singles and touchdown, and I wanted to the career touchdown reception record. One I broke, the other one I'm second. I can definitely hang my hat and hold my hat on that um, because a lot of times you set goals in life and you never reach them. And I think when you look at the National Football League of how guys' careers get cut short over a small little injury, uh, for me to be six foot four, small town country boy, basketball physique, 14 years in the National Football League where others thought I wouldn't even be on this level. For me to be in the Ring of Honor, the Minnesota Vikings, man, I think I, uh, that's a salute, man. That's a salute. And I salute all my teammates, all my coaches, uh, because me being in that Ring of Honor, you know, I don't think I would be there without them. You know, it's 10 other guys on that field that makes things happen. I was just one of 11 that did my job. So I think that when you look at a ring of honor, a hall of fame, a retired jersey, or any type of recognition that you get, it's not because of you, it's because of the people around you to help you get to that point. So when I say salute, I'm not saluting me, man. I'm saluting everybody, man. That's much love, that's a humbling salute to my boys, to my peers. You were obviously a big part of that 1998 team, and you spent time earlier today looking at that team picture in the hallway. You guys went 15-1 and one and had a high-powered offense. But what made that team so interesting and fun and great? Well, one is the success that we had. Uh, I remember we went down to Tampa, and they, they put it to us real good. And I think that my expectations, I think there's a clip on television that I think is ran over and over again where I scored a touchdown, and our center's name was Jeff Christie. So Jeff Christie is thinking of me, they're talking to Randall McDaniel or Stussy. Excuse me. He said, hey, man, this kid think we can do this every play. Realistically, that was my mindset. I thought we could score every single play. So for me to see our old uh, center, Jeff Christie, jokingly saying like, man, this young kid think we can score every play. No, Jeff Christie. I thought back in 1998 that we really could score every play, so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't jiving you, boy. So uh, I, th I think when you when you when you look back at a picture like that, I, I'm looking at, you know, one is to get the memories from the guys. Uh, some of those guys on that plaque are gone, dead and gone. There's some coaches dead and gone. 
Uh, just lost my wide receiver coach, uh, my first actual wide receiver coach in the National Football League this past year, uh, Hubbard Alexander. And, uh, you know, I was there for him on his uh, bedside. You know, he was battling cancer. And uh, so, you know, to me, be able to develop relationships from this game, man, I'm a loyal type dude. And, you know, for me to be looking at that 98 plaque, man, it's, it's, it's some great memories on there. I still hold Coach Dennis Green in my heart because, man, a lot of teams did not want me to come and showcase my talent. From six years old, all I ever wanted to do, and I keep telling this story time and time again because I think a lot of people look at this chip on my shoulder and think it's arrogance. No, the chip that I carried on my shoulder was me determined day in, day out, play in, play out, game in, game out to be able to go out there and be the best of whatever it was that I was setting myself out or whatever I was setting out to do. So I think that I burned a few feathers along the way of you know straight tunnel vision. And I think that a lot of people really don't understand when you have tunnel vision, you're not looking to the right. You're not looking to the left. That's why they call it tunnel vision. You're looking straight down there and you don't come off track until you reach what your what your goals were. And I think that's the chip that I carried on my shoulder, man. I was determined to come into this National Football League and prove a lot of people wrong. And I didn't really care what was on the side of that tunnel. All I cared about was the straight and narrow. And now that I'm older, I can honestly, you know, say it, you know, that, yeah, I carried the chip and I wouldn't change it for nothing. More school stories to come with Randy Moss, but first, want to tell you about another awesome program we have right here on FM 100.3, The Fan. Join host Mike Musman, along with offensive lineman Jeremiah Searles, at Broadway Pizza in Champlin on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for a live broadcast of Vikings Country. You could win some great prizes, including tickets, in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash Vikings Country for more info and a full schedule. And please stay tuned for more Skull Stories coming up next. Hey everyone, welcome back. Skull Stories, I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw from the Vikings Entertainment Network. Before we get to more from Randy Moss, I want to tell you about the Vikings app, something you can use to listen to this program, Skull Stories. Be the first to know breaking Vikings news, access video on demand, and get ticket alerts all on your phone with the Minnesota Vikings app. Download today in the App Store and Google Play. We are glad you're here because you're going to hear more from Randy Moss, the 22nd member of the Vikings Ring of Honor. We followed Randy around the hallways of Winter Park after he was notified that he was going into the Vikings Ring of Honor. There was a framed Moss jersey put up in the hallways along with the other members of the Vikings Ring of Honor. We even walked down the part of the hallway that has all of the team pictures in team history. Randy went along and looked at every team photo during his career with the Vikings, including his rookie season in 1998. And a couple of seasons after that, when the Vikings had one of the best offenses in the NFL, he had a lot of cool stories to tell, and you're going to hear a couple of them right here. Like my story, I tell people I've played football ever since I was seven years old. And I remember we were in New Orleans. Cole Pepper threw me down the field, and this is where the big green bay moon came from and all this stuff. So he throws me down the field 60 yards, told Coach I didn't want to stretch. 
I didn't, I didn't stretch. I don't stretch. I get ready. Once they throw the ball, that's when my body stretches. So Cole Pepper throws me one out there about 60-something yards. I thought a guy plucked me on my hamstring. First time I've ever been injured in my life. So been playing ever since I was seven. First game, first time I've ever missed. So the following week, I have a hamstring uh, tear or strain. I taught Coach Tyson to let me play, but he only threw me in in the red zone. So I'm sitting up here needing to be out for a month, but I didn't want to miss a game, didn't want to, so I go out there and play. So he said, well, where? I said, Coach, anywhere from the 20-yard line and in, I think I can be effective. So Cole Pepper throws me a fade ball from like the 15-yard line. I catch the ball, got one foot in, but my other foot couldn't drag because it was, that was the hamstring. Coach Tice told me, man, get his hat from him. You got to go up for three weeks. So within the three weeks that I was down is when we played Green Bay. They beat us. So they come out there with the marching band, and I'm sitting over there on the sideline. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like ready to cry because I'm like, I know this this is a big game. I can't play. I'm injured. So they come out with the where you at, Moss, on the trombones and the horn and stuff like that. So I took the field. I, I was real, um, real, real mad and real angry at that. So I said, okay, we'll get you back. So I can't remember. One of you guys, I can't remember. Someone wasn't a player. Said, Randy. We got Green Bay in the playoffs. I said, what? Do we? So that whole week I was determined, determined, not knowing that I was going to moon the guys and, you know, go behind the field goal pole. But it was crazy because um, I'm trying to think. The, the wide receiver, I think it was Dwayne Bates. Yeah. Uh, so I scored the touchdown. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even remember what I said to him. I just went over there because it was, I, it was just crazy. But anyways, man, like I said, it was just you know, for me to go up in this ring of honor, man, it's some 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 great history. And the Packers, I mean, hands down, was was my greatest games. You no know, win, lose, or draw, whatever we did. I remember Far beat us on Christmas Eve in the Metrodome. I went home and tore all my kids' toys up. You know, <laughs> true story. <laughs> true story. I flew home that night. It was Christmas Eve. We played in here, played in the dome, and uh, we were supposed to really win that game. And Far beat us. So I'm. Flying home that night to try to, you know, be there for my kids on, on Christmas. And uh, so when they wake up the next morning, they're throwing presents over their head and stuff. I rushed home, just got beat by far. Y'all throwing Christmas presents over your head. So I threw them, threw them in the trash. So it was just, just a crazy experience. But like I said, man, I've got, you know, great, great, great memories here, man. Green Bay is probably all the games that we played against the Packers, probably all my memories, man. So for me to go up in that ring of honor, man, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely humbled. Oh man! <laughs> oh. I, I, I think I could go ahead and tell y'all the meaning behind my face. So in college, we used to do a Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence had his little show, and one of the guys on there was Angry Man. I don't know if you ever seen the the little. Uh, shows with Angry Man on, but Angry Man always just sitting there, just angry for no reason. So we decided in college that all the pictures we're gonna take, we're gonna be Angry Man. All right. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so if you see my face right here, I'm sitting there like, okay, there go Angry Man. So it was actually, hey, you did it every. You year. think I'm lying? <laughs> Do you think there go Angry Look at Man? This one. Huh? Come on, Get your head down. Oh man, look, angry man. So it, it, it was crazy. So I, I don't think I ever told anybody the story of why I used to just, because it was it was it was actually funny, um, because the dude, 
I guess it was just a show, it was just funny just seeing a man just sitting in a bar with an angry face for no reason. <laughs> so uh, we decided in college that we're just gonna start just doing angry, angry faces. So 2001, I show up to training camp with some braids. And so I had um, the little cap on, then he didn't allow caps. So I go to the way in the back. You know, stretch line, CC, all them up front. No, I go way in the back. So I got my helmet on, everybody straight, you know, because we just take our helmets off and stretch. So I'm way in the back trying to hide from Denny. Man, I ain't trying to try to make no eye contact with him or nothing, man. Denny walk all the way to the back. Randy, what you, Brandon, what's this, Randy? I'm like, oh, coach, man. He's like, you know I don't allow that around here? I said, coach, come on. And I'm like, no, but I need it off. I said, all right, coach, man. I said, um, I go get it cut because we had a preseason game. I just got my hair done. I said, all right, coach, I'll go, I'll go get it cut off. I'll go get my hair cut off later that day, blah, 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 blah. So I remember making it down to get my hair cut. I made it back to Mankato in like 45 minutes. <laughs> so man, when I got out, my car was <laughs> You couldn't have done that in your green Suzu Trooper. Heck no, man. I was, lost game they, to get a green Suzu Trooper. They was mad at my trooper. I, I mean, I'm a country boy. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you're from the city, you're looking at BMWs and Mercedes. I just needed something to get me around the country. So I seen a green truck. I said, man, give me that. I want that. And then next thing you know, I get up here and I, dude, out of all the cars the bottom of the lot, you're going to bring in a green, a Suzu Trooper? So next thing you know, I kind of felt bad. Well, it made me feel bad. I had to go out and buy a damn BMW. <laughs> we decided. This is me and Cole Pepper. I think Doug Chapman got a sports car. Pep got a sports car. So Pep calls me and says, hey man, it's like a month, a month before training camp. Hey man, we got a new theme this year. And I'm sitting there like, dude, a month before training camp. I said, you know, what, what are we doing? Oh man, we get new cars, we get sports cars. We're driving up there. So Pep sends me a picture of his orange candy paint. I think it was a Ferrari. So I was like, dude, we're buying this and going up there? So I'm thinking it's like a little Corvette or, you know, something small. I go to this lot. I go to this lot, and um, right after working out, I go to this lot, work out, still got dust on me. Go in the lot and ask this man. I said, uh, I just want to take a look at this car right here. He looks me up and down. He said, first of all, I need to see some credentials, man. We might have to do a bank background check on you. I said, just to see the car? So um, I got my Lamborghini. Show up, show up on 169. We met on the side of the road on 169, right? So uh, next thing you know, uh, Pep's like, uh, you'll know when we, when we coming, cause he coming passes, he come passes. Yeah! So Cole Pepper comes through. So Chapman comes through, next thing you know. And I'm like, hey. So when we pull in to Gage Hall, I had no idea I had a daggone Lamborghini. I mean, I know I had a Lamborghini, but I wasn't into cars like that. So when they were talking about, hey, dude, you show up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> they said the theme was sports cars. I don't know what the <laughs> Next thing you know, sold it within a year and a half, two years, because I couldn't fit in it. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Skull Stories. We thank you for listening, and we encourage you to stay tuned for another edition of Skull Stories. Next Tuesday night, we're going to be coming to you on Tuesday nights during the 2017 regular season. No matter how you're listening to Skull Stories tonight, there are other ways you can catch this show 
on Tuesday nights. We are, of course, on FM 100.3, The Fan, every Tuesday night. You can also catch us on Vikings.com in on-demand format, also on the Apple Podcast app and on the Vikings channel in the iHeartRadio app. All the ways you can catch Skull Stories in 2017. I thank Vikings reporter from the Vikings Entertainment Network, Eric Smith, for joining us and helping us tell you the story of Randy Moss as a Minnesota Viking. And on behalf of everyone at FM 100.3 and the Vikings Entertainment Network, I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, signing off for now. Talk to you guys next week.